You're listening to Grindhouse Courthouse, the show where we put movies on trial to determine whether or not it has committed too many movie misdemeanors to be considered viewable. Please rise for the Honorable Judge Adam. Welcome to another episode of Grindhouse Courthouse. I'll be your judge for this week's episode. We'll be discussing the 1986 movie, Howard the Duck. That's right, kids. We finally did it. We did a Marvel movie. Might not be the one you were hoping for, but we did it. And we couldn't be more upset. <laughs> With a budget of $36 million, a box office return of only $38 million, Howard the Duck has, was considered a flop during its time and currently sits at a strong 4.7 on IMDb and a much more reasonable 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. The movie was directed by husband and wife duo, Willard Hike and Gloria Katz after George Lucas. Uh, give me a second. After George. No, you, you pronounced Lucas correctly. Did I? Oh, I got it. I nailed it, hey? <laughs> I've had a lot of caffeine this morning. Uh, after George Lucas pitched them on the idea since he wanted another project to produce. Starring Leah Thompson, straight off her success from Back to the Future and upcoming Tim Robbins, a little actor you might know from Mission to Mars and Antitrust. <laughs> Howard the Duck is a duck-out-of-the-pond movie that tells the story of a humanoid duck from a parallel duck universe who crash-lands in our universe, where he sparks up a romance with a punk rocker and also goes to take on a dimensional monster threatening to destroy the planet or something. It's just not clear, and I really don't care. Today, we have Matthew acting as defense, here to convince us that nostalgia is the most powerful drug and that terrible puns and excess one-liners is exactly what we need in the world right now. On the opposing side, we have Dylan. With me as an unbiased jury members, we have Dave and Tom. All right. Hello. Hey. I definitely haven't made up my mind already about this movie. Unbiased. All right. The court is now in session. We will begin by hearing the opening statements from the defense. Please take it away. Quack, 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 <laughs> quack, quack, quack. Guys, we did it. People have been wanting this since the beginning. They've been clamoring for us to sink our judicial teeth into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we decided to start right from the beginning. The first and therefore the best Marvel movie. Howard the Duck. And we're doing double duty today because this also comes from the brilliant mind and totally infallible George Lucas. Did you guys know he made Star Wars? <laughs> oh, wow. Holy cow. That's neat. He did Red Tails too, right? He did lots of stuff. Nothing and there's no dark spot on his record at all. Everything <laughs> is perfect. And what a treat it was to take in this piece of cinematic brilliance. This movie has everything you want. Some might say that it's like four movies in one and is in dire need of a good editor, but I won't say that because I think it's brilliant and there's nothing wrong with it. It's got action, romance, comedy, social commentary, charismatic characters who always behave normally and not weird at all, scenes that go just the right amount of time and definitely don't drag at all and need to be edited a whole bunch. Doesn't have that. Look, I, I have a feeling this will be a short trial today because I cannot fathom how anyone could possibly argue that this is not the most special piece of cinema history we have encountered on this podcast to date. It's perfect. Thank you. Quack. Case You're closed. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, for that strong and bold opening statement. We're now going to pass it over to Dylan. 
before there was the Infinity Gauntlet, before the Arc Reactor, before Vibranium, before the Darkhold, there were duck tits. Let that sink in for a moment. Let that sink in for one moment. A female duck with mammalian nipples. Why would a duck, a member of the Avis taxonomic class of animals, need nipples? They are born to eat grass, aquatic plants, fish, insects, small amphibians, worms, and small mollusks. How could such a creature, with no need for milk, a defining feature of the mammalia class of animals, have nipples? Oh, you may say, well, these are space ducks, so they could have a divergent evolutionary pattern than the terrestrial species. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you'd be dead wrong, you idiot. (laughs) The movie clearly addressed this issue in the Natural History Museum. This alien species evolved from ducks. Don't watch this movie. It's (laughs) (laughs) One One could say that they explained it perfectly, like... The, the the evolution of it, they could start drinking milk somewhere along the way. They they de-evolved their their wings so they don't need to fly. Who knows? Maybe they could start drinking milk. This is very true, and this is something that we're probably going to dive right into. So thank you for that opening statement. Uh, we have our first scene presented by the defense. That is you, Matthew. What scene would you like to be discussing? Or character, I, theme? I would like to discuss the importance of being first. <laughs> we all celebrate and remember the first events in our lives the first time events happened in our history birthdays to celebrate the first breaths in this world the first time we walked on the moon and this is the first marvel movie and as i said therefore the best better than mm-hmm. all of the rest of them and the reason that the rest of them exist in general the cinematic universe wouldn't exist today if it weren't for the monumental artistic achievement and huge box office success that was Howard the Duck. Without this, we wouldn't have other classics from Marvel properties such as Blade Trinity, Thor 2, <laughs> <laughs> Thor 2 wow. The Dark World, okay. Spider-Man wow. 3, the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron, that Wolverine movie where Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool with his mouth sewn shut, (laughs) X-Men Apocalypse, any of the Fantastic Four movies. Do I need to go on? None of this would exist. None of these favorite, wonderful pieces of cinema wouldn't exist if it weren't for Howard the Duck. He started it all and therefore is the best. So let me just clarify. You're saying that because Howard the Duck came first, it set up the template of how these superhero movies should be structured, and that gave us all those amazing films that you just listed? Exactly. We've been going on and on this whole decade about the multiverse. Oh, that's just such a brilliant, brilliant idea. What a, what a wonderful, amazing thing that Marvel has come up with. Howard the Duck starts right off with the multiverse. That's where it all <laughs> came from. That is true, yeah. A laser spectrometer shot out into space into another universe and just dragged them right back into ours. Yeah. It's science. It makes total sense. And what a Your brilliant- Honor, Your Honor, I'd like to put the defense's conception of the first means it's the best up to challenge. <laughs> Where do you stand on the concept of sloppy seconds? <laughs> <laughs> They're sloppy. They're sloppy, right? Yeah, sloppy. I think I think it's in the title, so Yeah. They're sloppy <laughs> seconds, not fantastic firsts. Okay, so you're you're basically saying that also Howard the Duck was ahead of its time. It's That's right. touching on concepts that these new Marvel movies 
they're just introducing after 30, 20 years, however long it's been. That's so, are you also you speculating that, Your Honor? Your Honor, I can I can crush the defense's argument <laughs> with one simple word that's actually two words squished together. If you want to go for it, go for it. And it's within the Marvel universe. Sure. Deadpool. Deadpool. Okay, you might have to explain. Yeah, you got to explain this. <laughs> you might have to explain so a I'm bit convinced. more. The first, <laughs> I'm convinced. The first, Stop and the according episode. to the defense, therefore the best version of Deadpool was Ryan Reynolds' horrendous attempt at it in that shitty Wolverine or X-Men movie where they have to fight on the lip of a nuclear reactor. That was Deadpool. He had no mouth. Uh, apparently, Here. according to the defense, that's the best one. So Here's defense, a what, counterpoint. what do you have to say to that? Okay. What if Howard the Duck is actually the first Deadpool? What do you know about Deadpool? He's just Ooh. kind of a wry, sarcastic, smarmy guy who just has a whole bunch of one-liners, and he knows kung fu. What is this Howard is lining the Duck? up. This is exactly. lining up. All kinds of snappy, chippy one-liners. And you know what he is? He's a master of martial arts known as Kwok Fu. <laughs> right there. We see it in the first scene. He's defending Leah Thompson. I don't know how, but Leah somehow Thompson. that's racist. I don't even know how, but it's racist somehow. <laughs> it, feels, it, feels it was the 80s. It was a different time. You can do what you want. It's a George Lucas production. Of course it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So- got to put a black man in this. Fine. But he'll be a criminal of a sky palace. <laughs> You're such a piece of shit, George. <laughs> All right, I think the defense has gone on long enough. I know you just presented a counterpoint, but Dylan, do you have anything else to say about this uh, This first is best? Well, I mean, other than, I don't know what else all I can do but other than Deadpool and just immediately prove him wrong. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on. Yeah, so I'm going to hand it over to the jury members because Dave already looks restless. He's leaning back in his chair. He's got the angry pose on. So, uh, Tom or I'm- Dave, do you have anything regarding this first? Paul? What shape were the duck tits? How big were they? They Were Were they soaked up at the time? They were small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. But Mm. the why would the nipples be visible? There's still feathers covering them. No other portion of the skin is visible on a duck. Answer me this! (laughs) So you can have access to them. That's why. It's it's anatomy. Everybody knows how boobs work. And this is is it. And I actually want to commend the movie... For the amount of care that it took in creating these perfect duck tits. <laughs> some some man, some special effects artist spent months of their whole life crafting just the perfect shape, texture, like a bag of sand, the, the perfect layering of feathers over top of it. And we see them, we see them in the in, in the shower, and they're not mm-hmm. like just getting soaked and falling there so that's anatomically correct. You know how waterproof ducks ducks are. Yeah, that amazing. That does that does bring up a good point for Matthew. Actually, is that, that man, we know that man. That man's name was Alfonso, and he refused payment because he said, "This is a labor of love. <laughs> this is a passion project." But the thing is, like, so what Matt's mentioning is someone actually had to design that suit. There's probably yeah. a team of ten or thirty people that had to build this, um, that had to approve the design, the concept, and move forward with this, and that. Not one point during the, the building of this suit, they said, guys, this might be a bit too edgy. This Maybe we should hold <laughs> off from this. Should we go talk to George, you know, and just see if he still wants to move forward with this? So there, there seems like 
there was a lot, enough thought that they wanted to proceed with something <clears throat> along these lines. I don't know if a, lot, a bunch of those ducks in that first scene were actual people. I mean, there a lot of them were just puppets. Yeah, they even but say they still had they had to design the puppet to say, should yeah, we have this puppet, in like, a film for children? So again, they they had something in their mind of what Howard the Duck was supposed to be, and they moved forward with it. Kids got to grow up sometime. Can someone clarify the rating of this film for me? Uh, I believe the rating is a strong PG. Makes sense to me. So that shit'll get your that'll get your film burned in some southern states. <laughs> <laughs> so it's totally okay for parents to just like rent this film and then put it on and not watch what's happening, right? That's yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Parental guidance suggested, not required. Pretty sure that was parenting in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, it's not up to George Lucas to raise our children. That's what parents are for. They have to make these decisions. Just imagine George. <laughs> what, a, what a quote that is. It's not up <laughs> yeah. for George Lucas. That's for parents. <laughs> just, just imagine George Lucas come over. All right. We're going to take care of little Tom today. <laughs> it's not up to George Lucas to raise our kids. He sold those rights when he sold all of his stuff. It's up to Disney to raise our children. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, anyone else really excited for Tommy Lee and Pam coming out on Disney Plus? That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a weird fit, but <laughs> I just want to ask Matt. So, your uh, claim that first is best is that also related to like first? If Howard the Duck was never made, would we still have Marvel movies today? No. Ooh, that's or a do we question. need the Howard? Answer, the answer is a definitive no because this was okay, so successful, and they're like, well. Now that we, we struck oil, we struck gold, now we know what the people want. Mm-hmm. We know what the people will want in 30 years when we start making these things whole cloth, I was like just going year to, after year. I was just going to follow up. Didn't they not create another Marvel movie for 20 years after Howard the Duck? Around 20 years or so? Because they had to wait for the kids to grow up and be able to make movies themselves. And those gotcha. are the people that are smart. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. I believe you're forgetting Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. Thank you very much. That was, yeah. And those 90s uh, Fantastic Four movies by notable director Roger Corman. But that was never released in theater. It was just like straight to VHS. So they hid it it away. So you're saying the things that go direct to DVD aren't as good as theatrical releases? Yes. Steven Seagal would like to have a (laughs) word with you, and Bruce Willis, and John Travolta, and. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of now these days. Yeah. Okay. So I, th- I think we've we've come to our conclusion of the the first scene or the first scenario. So we're going to now pass it over to Dylan. Do you have anything prepared for what you'd like to be discussing of why Howard the Duck is not a good movie? Yeah, it's a general theme of why these random packs of men keep attacking either Howard or the woman. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> It happens like four or five different times. And it's always like just this fucked up situation where it's just like a couple people are standing there. Some guys walk up and they're like, hey, we're down to rape. We rape guys. We rape women. That's what we do. And it happens in like a darkened alley. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's plausible. The middle of a busy diner, it happens. (laughs) Also, the police start doing it because they're like, hey, you don't have a permit to be conducting experiments. Shoot everyone because we're police. What? You can't do that. They're also like they're in a very expensive lab. Why would the police just start shooting like scientists? I demand that the defense rationalize why these people keep doing these things with no motivation. Look, the eighties were a rough time. And especially in Cleveland. 
It was it was basically like Mad Max out there. It's just it's just like the Wild West. Where are Satan's sluts when you need them? By the way, shouldn't they have yes. stepped in at some point? <laughs> so the the some more context behind this is the first scene that we see Howard the Duck in Cleveland once he gets teleported into our universe is he is surrounded by actually was it two gang members or is it Satan's sluts right away? I think it's just I think it's just some uh, boy George lookalikes that are trying to rough rough up Leah Thompson. Okay. Do all gang members look alike to you, Judge? (laughs) (laughs) They do because they're all wearing leather and studs. (laughs) That was the fashion for gang members back then. But right off the bat, yes, everyone is against Howard the Duck, and they're not really questioning that they're seeing this tiny duck person speaking to them. Yet they're ready to just throw down and either cut its head off or uh, stab it with a small knife. So yeah, and this is where we get to see what a tough character Howard is. He's got his he's got his martial arts. He's standing up for the downtrodden in society. What a hero! No follow up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can follow yeah, up. That statement that. stands no, on its own. Yeah. yeah. Also, I do want to admit, I do want to bring up the police. Just starting to shoot up the uh, the science lab there. Yeah, that's where it gets into this cutting social commentary that this movie is. It's the, these are issues that we're dealing with today, and they were addressing them back in the eighties about police brutality and access to to justice. Brilliant! What a poignant commentary <laughs> this is. <laughs> Dylan, any any anything to follow up based on that? Because he is he is correct. There was a lot of social commentary within Thank this you, movie. Judge. That we did see. If RoboCop taught me anything, is that the cops are the good guys in the 80s. They shoot dicks off of rapists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the cops seemed a bit trigger-happy and just, like, unsettled. Uh, they were not logical in any sense, where once they do get to the science station where the, the experiment was going on, the cops are ready just to start shooting up the place, take everybody in. They immediately derobe Howard the Duck, and once they do realize that it is a duck, they don't stop. Like they're willing to take it to jail and ready to like prosecute it. So, right, exactly. Uh, but I, I'm, I guess I'm confused with the cops' behaviors throughout this because later on, when Howard's escaping with uh, Tim Robbins, that one cop is furious. He's like, "I want that duck." dead i don't believe a cop can suggest that but uh they're not rational they're not rational after everything that we just seen with yeah that's the thing is like the motivation makes no sense so so they they come to the realization that we are not alone in the universe and the immediate response is furious anger and rage (laughs) murderous rage at being what fool they got duped i think that's why they're so mad because howard escapes then they're like oh we gotta kill it they made the conflict. I think it's because Dumb. the Howard the Duck uh, model looks like an affront to nature, and they respond accordingly. <laughs> well, we got two sides of the coin, right? We get uh, uh, Leah Tom- Thompson, uh, who eagerly takes Howard the Duck in with no question, and then we have the cops that are completely against it. Even the the truckers in the the dining scene, they're they can't even stand Howard the Duck. They're ready to cut his head off. So we're getting two sides of it. Two sides of how to that's treat normal. Him. That's normal for truckers. They do that. <laughs> that's a thing they do. We all know Listen, we all know truckers are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might cut that. <laughs> Just <laughs> freedom! Freedom! It's a little too on the nose. <laughs> but we might cut that one. Okay, so yeah. 
I think we've we've driven those points as far as we can go. Jury members, <laughs> do you have anything to add to this? Do you have any questions following about whatever was just asked? Now, you mentioned that uh, Howard was being stripped down by the police. Uh, do you think he's got like a duck dick and balls? <laughs> <laughs> I do. In fact, think he does because... And they're probably human-like, right? Well, just like the duck. Well, kids. we don't know. We never, we never actually see it, but we're just left to imagine. This is why we need that Howard the Duck sequel that uh, we've mm. been clamoring for for thirty years as well. I got to see. Think it, yeah. Do you think if they showed Howard the Duck's dick, it would have gone to a PG thirteen rating? Like they, <laughs> they're out of the realm of PG now, and kids shouldn't be seeing this, but teens are fine seeing this. Uh, Dave, do you have any follow-up questions <laughs> regarding? Um, I just got an overall question. What is happening in this movie? So there's scientists and they're shooting lasers at space. Don't get any more. Don't ask any questions. They're just doing it. Okay. Get it? Simple. They're shooting <laughs> lasers at space. Little did they know that shooting lasers actually a tractor beam. You think you'd have to design something like that? Nope. Nope. You don't. Anyway, so they shoot a uh, laser beam right at uh, Howard's apartment in Duckworld in uh, Marshington, whatever country <laughs> he lives in. I think it's New New Stork City. Oh, no, it's gonna... I thought it was Marshington. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I, don't I think know. yeah, that's on his ID. I, I believe Marshington. Yeah. Anyway, he gets uh, what's that thing from Thor called that sucks people through t- space? He rides the Bifrost. Yeah. The Bifrost. So ba- basically, Bifrosts him to Earth. And lands them a couple blocks from the, like, science center place. That's what they're called, right, Matt? Science centers? Science centers, yeah, yeah, sure. Natural history museums. Yeah. Places where scientists live, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So so he immediately just is surrounded by rapists. Like, it's just, they're, they're crawling. They're coming out of the woodwork for him. There's just rapists everywhere. And he meets, obviously, Marty McFly's mom. And she fucks him. <laughs> she fucks up. No, well, she, she fucks a duck. No, well, she tries. She tries. Where and do then you stand, he... Your Honor? Where does Dave stand on duck fucking? I need to know. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we know it's illegal. But where do you stand with it? I stand right there with that. It's illegal, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Not since Congo have we seen a more beautiful love story. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. Your Honor, I'd like to direct you to Exhibit A. Oh. And we'll just imagine that I'm holding up a picture of Dave fucking a duck or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is being a bit too harsh to uh, the jury members. I'm going to have you pull back just a tad. <laughs> Talk to you know, I, I, may fuck, I may fuck fish, but I would never fuck a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Look, fish are sexy. Ducks? Nothing happening there. <laughs> Not at all. Not even if you put tits on them. Speaking of duck tits, how many frames were they on screen? Was it like 10, 12? Ooh. There were two separate there were two separate sets. There was the play duck. So at first you saw them in play duck mm. and you're like, okay. Mm. Right. And then there was another shot of the duck in the bath. Yeah. Mm. So you saw her tits. Yes. Dave, did mm. that do anything for you? <laughs> Uh, Be honest, no. you're under oath. I actually missed the first duck tits. 
and only saw the brief encounter of the. Well, Soviet thank God we had duck more ducks. of them, so not anyone in the audience was able to miss them. So, like, does Howard the Duck have opposable thumbs? How did Duck Society develop? Like, you know, I, I think he does. He's got. He's got. I think he does. Yes. Yeah. That we, as we can see from Tim Robbins in the National Natural History Museum, he's got this, mm-hmm. this the evolutionary tree from regular duck to. Homo, Bipedal. Homo duckians or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something clever, you mean. Something real Kroll, well Kroll thought Ma- out. Kroll Mallard man? I don't know. There's something there's some pun there. Okay, okay. So yeah. We- I've got I've got one more question. Sure. Um any notable perverts <laughs> on this uh cast? <laughs> Anyone who's been, you know, indicted for like child pornography I, or something I'm like so that. I'm so glad you asked that, Tom. And this brings <laughs> me but well. Maybe I shouldn't phrase it that way. I should. <laughs> Cut it. Edit I it out. In. I don't know. <laughs> I, my, point, my point is that the, the casting in this was excellent. If you cast your villain, the dark overlord that's going to ruin and destroy the universe... You also want to cast a real human monster to play that monster. And they did oh, that. Oh, fuck. I thought you guys were talking about Tim Robbins, and I just didn't know something about him. <laughs> no, no. Tim Robbins is in the clear as far as we know. Uh, Tim Robbins is a saint so far. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones, on the other hand, is oh. the real world monster that Matthew is describing. Got it. Yeah, he's he's Got the it. bad guy. So when the to get back to the plot, he's the one when the tractor beam pulls... Howard back to our universe. It also pulls some dark overlord, lobster-looking, crazy, awful, like body horror monsters into our world, and it inhabits mm-hmm. the body of Jeffrey Jones, and it makes him. Didn't talk. you guys? Didn't you think that the monster had George Lucas fingerprints all fucking over the goddamn <laughs> thing? It was a rancor. It was a rancor with spikes. Yep. It's like a rancor yes. mated with uh, it when it turned into the spider monster in the not not in the new one in the um, the the TV miniseries. The good one. <laughs> the good one. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't it look super cool and gnarly? Here's my. <laughs> I don't know. This is this is my the special effects are just top notch in this movie. Even though that's- well, there's something there's something wrong when you have like a grotesque monster that looks like that, but it's still speaking because it looks ridiculous <laughs> when it's speaking. Yes, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that these that these creatures from another dimension also speak English? That's <laughs> credit where credit is due. The stop animation. It looked a bit janky at times, but it still it still held up for a movie that was made in 1986. So I will give it some credit to that and uh, not relying heavily on CGI. I know they probably didn't have those effects down at the time. So going that direction with stop animation and actually creating these robotic costumes for Howard the Duck. They get a, Your they Honor, get a thumbs up I demand me. that we, we rewatch Flesh Gordon and compare the stop animation of that to this. And I bet you Flesh Gordon is better. And if you don't know what Flesh Gordon is, well, I guess you weren't a horny teenager, you losers. Yeah, I guess you guys weren't watching Showcase on Friday nights when you were a kid. Fucking losers. This is now a Red Shoe Diary podcast. So... Okay, Ugh. who 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 presented Red Shoe Diaries? David Duchovny. Not David Duchovny. Ooh, I no, but who's, Duchovny. whose Red Shoe Diaries was it? There was oh, always a name. A, it's like John ooh. Carpenter's Vampires. But like, oh. who, <laughs> was it? 
Was it John Carpenter? (laughs) It was John Carpenter. Oh my goodness. I have no clue who it was. I I just remember that the title always had like somebody's names read through dives like like we need to distinguish it or like this person is someone we should know. I was this this came from the mind of this genius. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think we've gone far left uh, with our conversation. We're gonna we're gonna bring it back to the third third scene, third case defense. Matthew, do you have anything else prepared uh, for this movie? Well, I think I was I was mentioning the brilliant special effects, and mm. related to the Howard the Duck costume, I would say not only would the Marvel movies not exist without this, I don't think the Teenage Nin- Mutant Ninja Turtles movies would exist without this either, because it did they they wanted to make a TMNT movie. For years, for decades, yeah. since for, for millennia almost, but they just didn't have the technology to make turtle costumes <laughs> until the geniuses of George Lucas and friends on Howard the Duck made it work. Made a little thing with his duck, went rap, 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 when if somebody talked, it was perfect. Brilliant. Just, wow, okay. So if you like Ninja Turtles, then you also have to like Howard the Duck. That's how it works. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay, Dylan. I don't know how you're going to recover from that one. That's a strong point right there. Uh, you ever heard of Planet of the Apes, dipshit? Because <laughs> I think that's a bit earlier. <laughs> pretty sure I saw. Pretty sure I saw monkeys talking. Well, there we go. <laughs> pretty sure Doctor Zayas was a orangutan. Pretty sure they had gorilla guards. They were probably on like Planet of the Apes, like 14 at this point too. The one okay. where like the apes have like a crop failure and like the whole movie is just them tending to like fertilizer change modifications (laughs) or something like that. Anyway, my point is planet of the apes got real boring real fast. (laughs) Still making them though. Mark is Mark Wahlberg still doing that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) probably. He'll be coming back for a remake. You're like, you're like five movies back, dude. I don't know. Like five. They got Tim Burton off that franchise as fast. Fast as they could. Oh, right, Tim Burton so, did that. Wow. Get him out of there. <laughs> we don't want it. Get Woody Harrelson the fuck in here. Hell yeah. Those ones were solid. Those ones were solid. The last three, I actually really enjoyed those ones. Well, besides the James okay. Franco uh, part, because I knew you're- name name those movies. Like just just give us the titles <laughs> of them. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's one I was going for. Uh, Planet Earth. Earth. Okay, Planet do, do another one, Judge. <laughs> I just know I like them at the time. I don't have to take in all the details, Tom. <laughs> God damn it, Judge. <laughs> I'm forgiving with my movies. I see them as entertainment value. Okay. Uh, Before we move on from this Planet of the Apes point. Sure, jury member. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'm in control yeah. now. So here's the thing. Planet of the Apes had human eyes, right? They had like weird non-moving mouths because they were just like latex on top of the human actors. Yep. Howard the Duck pioneered the dead, lifeless eye technique that we saw in Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles. And that's what really... I'm not going anywhere that's with what this. Really, I, just, I need to That's what really out. brought him to life, one, one could say. Well, oh, no, Tom. Recall the one scene where he's in uh, Back to the Future Wife's or Back to the Future uh, Hottie's apartment and uh, a truck... The, the engine shoots off or the muffler goes and it's big pop. His eyes, they go huge. They light up and he has that, uh, oh God, what is it? PTSD moment where his eyes just shoot open. So they, they, they were going for something there where it wasn't just one still of the eyes. They, they played around. They gave him some Was more. that before or after she committed a federal offense of <laughs> fucking a duck? <laughs> 
Before. It was before. It's not a fence. Yeah. He can consent. He's a, he's a living... <laughs> Animated being That's with what every duck fucker says, Matt. That's what every one of them says. Look, he, found him. he said yes. Quack. Quack. That's that's duck for he yes. He wanted it. He was asking for it. Look how look at the clothes he's wearing. <laughs> Didn't he say no no, let's not do this? I believe those were his exact words. But but he was saying yes with that loose open condom that he had in his wallet that she found. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that thing was yeah. used. You could tell. He's like, ah, fuck it, I'll use it again. Just roll it right <laughs> back up. Good to go. Explain that one, Your Honor. Yeah, why? I don't have to, I don't have to describe this one. I'm not defending this movie. That was off-putting, yes, to see a little tiny duck condom in a wallet, like not even in the package, just placed back No, removed from the package, yeah. like a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, jury members, do you have anything else to ask or any follow-up questions before what, we jump in? What happened in this movie? Does he just, is it just him trying to get back home? Well, a little bit. No, but then- so that same laser, you see that same laser that sucked Howard the Duck to Earth also sucked a Dark Overlord, which is some celestial evil being with incredible power, sucks it to Earth. Mm-hmm. It goes, it inhabits a pedophile's body, takes it over, and uh, basically he starts to commit all evil acts while doing the most annoying voice you've ever heard in cinematic <laughs> history. It is so annoying. Do you want to give it a I go? S- so isn't this basically just like the Thor storyline? Which one? There's been 20 movies, I think. Yes. Yeah, the first one where they summon Thor, but then like evil comes to the planet and then he has to save it. Ooh. This... This movie does follow that fish out of water element, uh, where you have a character that's in a new environment. But yes, but he's also a hero. Duck out of his pond. Yeah. Thank you very I much. I had that as my opening statement. I didn't want to use it again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's being kind to the audience with Your our Honor, duck pond. If you just forgot the the analogy, can you just admit it and stop <laughs> dragging this out? It's embarrassing. <laughs> Your Honor, you're embarrassing yourself right now. <laughs> Uh, back to Dave's point is this just Thor 1 but before then, Thor 1 well, I don't remember Thor 1 nobody remembers Thor and 1 this is now the best Thor well it is it's a, actually Dave makes a wonderful prescient point here the first one and therefore the best but this is also the first <laughs> version of Thor since it's the same thing he's just got all the powers and stuff and we see what a brilliant hero Howard is he's so selfless he could have used that laser spectrometer to get back to home, back to his home, get back to duck mm-hmm. world. But yep. he knew that he had to destroy it in order to save the world that he was in right then from the dark overlord pedophile character. Yeah. So if True it's hero. anything, it's ET, right? That'd be more the plot. Cause there, it's not, it's like, it's like reverse ET where he like stays and then fucks humans. <laughs> Yeah, I'm confused by the E.T. one. <laughs> That's the exact reverse of E.T. is staying with fucking humans. <laughs> What's the opposite plot of E.T.? Well, he stays and he fucks the humans. And he's doing... <laughs> As opposed to leaving and not fucking the humans that he's currently with. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tom, you're 100 right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you guys want to hear some duck facts? Goddamn. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got some duck facts here. Did you know they have, so they got webbed feet to paddle and swim smoothly in the water. 
Did you know that they have a special countercurrent set of blood vessels where the veins and arteries run beside each other and are interlaced so the cold water, cold blood doesn't go up to their body? That's kind of neat. It's amazing. That's kind of cool. Duck facts. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, Your Honor, I also have some duck facts. Um, oh, please. Please go ahead, Dylan. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, layers, airplanes. It's a duck blur. You might solve a mystery ba-da-da, or have sex with a rock star. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> duck tits! Woo! Duck tits! I missed the obvious part! Duck tits! <laughs> well, if you watched the movie with us, you would have got that one. You would have had the perfect setup. <laughs> okay, that, uh, that wraps the third scene discussion. We're just going to move over to closing statements. If everyone is okay with that, I think we're, we need to fly through this movie. Ducks can't fly. Do, do another take. <laughs> We're going to pass it over to Dylan for his closing statement. Please, when you are ready. All right. This was indeed the first attempt to begin any kind of Marvel story, but it began in a strange, strange way with weird involvement of George Lucas. But George Lucas always kind of kept like a arm's length distance away from the direct involvement in the movie. So the movie itself is... How do you describe it? It's it's asinine and it's nonstop chaos, which, you know, in some movies is fun. But in this movie, you're just like, stop, please, because <laughs> it's just the second the second we start watching, it's just sound and noise and movement and chaos. <laughs> and you just kind of like, can we just learn a little bit about the story before it's just ah, here comes some rapists and it's just basically the the plot is is propelled by rapists showing up periodically and without the rapists there's no story and you even get the impression that the dark overlord might be a rapist as well which guess what guys he actually was um but that's neither here nor there so the story is just this like weird chaotic mess with like people just showing up and causing chaos for howard and it's not very funny ever. And it's like they kind of wanted it to be a bit more gritty and edgy because they're like, oh, it's going to be set in like New York or Cleveland. <laughs> it's a weird place to set a movie. <laughs> and so they, they cast like the least convincing like punk rocker of all time, which is Marty McFly's mom. I don't know why they cast her for this. But uh, yeah, so it's really shitty movie. He doesn't even have any superpowers, so it's like who who picks like to start a Marvel movie with like the one character who has literally no powers. I guess that wasn't really the point, but um, yeah, I mean, I think they could do it again and make it better, but this movie was just unwatchable. Even today, it doesn't mean to have any of the fun of like the Ninja Turtles or something today. It's, it's just unwatchably bad. It has no soul magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, Dylan. Uh, we'll now pass it over to the defense. Matthew, when you're ready to do your closing statement, go ahead. You guys don't have ducks have three eyelids? <laughs> still That's neat. Facts. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what else I could say at this point. It's the first Marvel movie. It's what we have to thank for all the Marvel movies that we love. All those pe- pieces of cinematic brilliance. 
There's totally nothing weird about it. The pacing is perfect. And lots of stuff happens. Lots of action. Lots of lots of monsters. Lots of cool, like, Jeffrey Jones with his big penis tongue that's, you know, fucks a cigarette lighter. You forgot to mention that part. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know. It's got everything you could want. I reject these foul arguments by the prosecution and I am unflappable in my love for this movie. Oh, what a piece <laughs> of shit. <laughs> I know this episode's going to make a big splash with all of its lovely plumage. Fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one more. One more. Do you got one more? Why did Howard have to get a job? Why? Did, why? Because he's got too many bills. <laughs> oh, snap. You I, did I, think these, I think these jokes are just foul. <laughs> I, think Dylan, I think Dylan needs to grow up. But you know why ducks never grow up? Because they grow down. Get it? Down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Regrettably, yeah. regrettably, I do. Uh, yes. Okay, that's the last one. Um, with, conclu- with closing statements concluded, we're going to enter the deliberation phase. Tom Dave, based on the evidence that was given to you today, where do you stand with Howard the Duck? I don't know. Matt did say first is best or first is great. I can't remember. But first was best. I don't know. Does that does that do it for us? I think it should. Does that? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the jury okay. talking. <laughs> I, I can't help but notice that... Uh, like the the plot and what happened in it took a back seat. Dylan in his closing statements, I think, said everything that needs to be said about the movie, which is it's just a fucking nightmare of a film, <laughs> like largely incomprehensible. But it was the first. But it was first. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that is a solid judge. How do you feel? I am I'm more lining up with Dylan's argument in the sense that this was just a tonal mess and it felt like a completely misguided project. Uh, the very beginning, like the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the movie felt very different than the last half of the movie where the last half was just fun time, kid time adventure of, you know, escaping the cops and then fighting this monster when the first half was a bit grittier. We see Howard going through realistic things of, again, running away from gangsters and getting a job and failing at Finding that. Finding a job at like a weird porn sauna? It was a spa. <laughs> it was a, a very sexual spa. So like, again, it's tonally, these are two was, very different different things uh, that we saw from the first half and the second half. So you're saying that having the hero have a job as a lube and towel boy <laughs> in like a sex hot tub shack, because it looked like a shack. Yeah might not be appropriate for your kids film? Yes, and that's the confusing part too where Howard the Duck is more adult themed, I want to say. I didn't read any of the source material. I didn't want to bother reading any of the comics before we did this episode, but from what I understand it's more about sex, cigars and crude jokes. Um, So the first part of the movie kind of lined up with that, but then the second half did not. So again, very confusing of who the audience was for this movie. Was it just to get this out to see what would happen? Uh, to be first, as Matt would put it. But yes, I'm leaning more to not liking this movie. Tom, Dave? You're saying you weren't horny enough. To Ooh, like yeah, that could have been it. We did all watch it together. <laughs> so that probably <laughs> skewed me one way. If it was just a solo watch, who knows? 
Now, I'm not going to say who said it, but someone during the viewing party said, I actually wish we were watching a pornography together instead of Howard the Duck together. Because. That would be less awkward. There we go. <laughs> Did he fully anticipate the rest of you to go, oh, yeah, totally, dude. <laughs> you guys want to switch this off right now to something else? Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, like, as as far as being, like, a colossal failure of a movie and just a series of strange decisions, um, but not in a fun way like The Room, like a disaster, uh, like Red Tails, um, it's not a movie I could possibly recommend to people. And therefore, I agree with Dylan. Being first is not always best. Okay. First Captain America sucked. First Iron Man didn't have a script. First Thor movie was kind of a shit show. Second Thor movie was a shit show. <laughs> Most Thor movies are shit shows. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm in I'm in the no camp. Okay, okay, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Dave, where do you stand? I'm unfortunately on the no side as well. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm also going to be in agreement with our jury members today. Yes, this movie is not watchable in any sense. Uh, Matthew, you did a great job, but still. This was just a bad movie. You did your best. Um, I honestly have to say this is probably one of the worst movies that we have watched to date. It was a struggle to get through, uh, just based on what Dylan was describing, of a lot of noise, sounds, one-liners, puns just coming at you, and you just didn't care about anything. So with that being said, uh, to quote the movie, not bad for a duck from outer space, but this was bad. It was very bad, so do not watch this movie. That concludes this. Well, that was a full quote from the movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mouthful. You didn't, you didn't catch that at the last bit when he was talking and he gives a little knock on the chin? Anyway. No, the last bit was him on stage because they just like couldn't end the movie. No time. It just had but to. But then he gets. Oh, my God. He sits I was with wondering because I, I stopped watching because I was just like, fuck it. The story's over. I think I can stop watching now. Because I knew there was a scene where he gets on stage and performs with the band, Cherry yep. Bomb, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. at the end. Got it. Yes, okay. and then when they finish their act, him and Back to the Future wife are sitting together, Boring. and he knocks her on the chin lightly in a playful manner, saying, not bad for a duck from outer space. And that's the last line of the movie. So, again, he's uh, wrong. So this is much this like the bad. statue head rolling down the river in Bahubali. I just stopped <laughs> and missed really Pretty important. much. There's, there's 20 yeah. more minutes of the movie. Anyway, that concludes this week's trial of The People vs. Howard the Duck. Not a watchable film. Uh, we'll probably never do a Marvel movie again. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Before the arc reactor, before vibranium, before the dark hold, there were duck tits. What shape were the duck tits? How big were they? Were they soaked up at the time? 
It's anatomy. Everybody knows how boots. I'm not touching the duck tits. Should we have this in a film for children? In what way does Adam not liking this movie make him a bigot? Oh, this is a good one. Do all gang members look alike to you, Judge? We need to cut this thing's head off to prove if it's a child or an alien. Your Honor, you're embarrassing yourself right now. Yeah, we're not idiots. Look, it's not up to George Lucas to raise our children. It's a George Lucas production. Of course it's racist. And if you don't know what Flesh Gordon is, well, I guess you weren't a horny teenager, you losers. You're saying you weren't horny enough to like the movie. This is now a Red Shoe Diaries podcast. Woo! And with that, the court is adjourned. Come back next time for a new trial with new litigants in the never-ending parade of schlock that is Grindhouse Courthouse. Motherfuckers. <laughs>